Hey everyone, welcome back to the PFF betting podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Join with me as always back from vacation, PFF senior data scientist, Ben Brown. And we have a super packed show today uh, with Ben back. We're going to break down some NFL win totals. We are also going to go through some of our favorite NFL draft props. So let's get into it. Vacation Ben. Vacation, vacation ben. ben is back. It was is it, it was it was, was it my ben? first time taking advantage of you know all of the uh you know benefits that PFF has to offer, especially in the PTO perspective. So this mm-hmm. was yeah, first week-long vacation I've taken wow. uh, from PFF. So where'd was, you go? You went to the East Coast. We went to the East Coast first time. We went to uh South, we flew into Charleston, South Carolina, went to okay. Kiowa Island. I, I don't even know oh. if I pronounced that correctly. It was very uh eye-opening I would guess I did not I was I wasn't fully aware of what I was getting myself into and I've not experienced that sort of probably lifestyle I would say before but it was yeah it was uh I don't know I don't know if intriguing was the word but it was uh interesting to see how you know the upper elites I guess would say vacation uh, out on the east coast because from a midwest boys perspective I uh, did not know what I was getting myself into, I would say. So did your did you bring your kids? Was it a family we vacation? Did. Yeah, that was okay. that was another one. It was a family vacation. So we stayed at a really nice house that had a pool and hot tub and all this. And we were pretty close to the beach and everything else. So mm-hmm. we did have our kids, which is you know another adventure in and of itself with three kids, six and under. But we survived. I am only a little bit sick, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back on it, definitely did not feel like a vacation. I'm definitely more tired now that I was heading into it, but, uh, here we are, here we are. We're back at, at it again, for sure. Back at it again. Are your kids now like, dad, where's, where's the hot tub? Right. Where's where's the hot tub? They have, they have very (laughs) much higher expectations for how they want to live the rest of their lives after that, which I, I don't necessarily, uh, uh, I'm I'm not pleased with, I guess we'll see. I got to get them back to their, you know, humble Midwest roots, I guess, or something. But now you can just say, hey, work hard and you can work hard. This get is what's that, possible. I guess yep. you can turn it yep. into like a learning. Well, I don't have kids. Then you got to get a lot hotter. Yeah, you got to get a lot hotter <laughs> on the same game parlays and some of these future bets, I think. And then just, you know, start rolling it into victory. That's my, you know, that's my only outlook for them, I guess to say that's is incredible. be a much more sharp sports better. So we'll listen see. to the, listen to the PFF betting podcast. PFF, yes, you'll, yes. you'll get, you'll get those well multi-million dollars. Well on your way there. Mel, well on your way there. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Well, welcome back. I know both of you and I are both kind of a little bit sick. So if mm-hmm. you hear us, like we apologize in advance, but let's go through our NFL draft. Well, first of all, super glad that the kind of off season craziness at least has settled down. Cause we went through those two weeks where it was like, we couldn't even record our podcast without right. someone, someone, something crazy happening. And that had to have been the craziest free agency, at least from what I was reading in a really, really long time. And it changed a lot of the landscape of what we and you had specifically been looking at uh, for the draft. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. I do think, you know, everyone thought like the quarterback carousel talk before the, you know, free agency wasn't going to live up to the hype, but I think it definitely did. Uh, we mm-hmm. got some craziness with, uh, wide receivers, I would say that was definitely not expected out from anybody, basically, you know, with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill both getting traded, that market kind of resetting. And I do think that uh, definitely, you know, reshaped not only the futures market, but uh, some of these draft props as well, I do think have, you know, uh, a much different spin on where they were at even, you know, two or three weeks ago. 
Nice. Well, one one draft prop, but we'll go through we'll go through a few. Um, but you're kind of you're kind of highlighting the ones that you think have probably the best value right now as it sits. Do you expect a lot of movement? I mean, everything moved so much over the last month. Do you expect a lot more movement right now in in these props or not necessarily? Not necessarily. I do think we okay. might get like, you know, maybe quote unquote unofficial news that Aiden Hutchinson is probably the first overall selection mm-hmm. uh, heading into the draft. So maybe his number uh, on to be the first overall selected moves even further out. It's actually come back a little bit uh, from where it was at, you know, a couple of weeks ago from like minus 290 down to minus 250. But other than that, I just think we're going to see hopefully uh, some more markets emerge. I do think that mm-hmm. overall, you know, the offerings that we had last year at this time uh, were a lot more than what we're seeing right now. I don't know if the books are being a little bit conservative, but uh, I'm hoping personally that we just get some more offerings here more than anything else. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see a ton of line movement on the current ones uh, okay. until we get basically up to draft day, I would say. Cool. So um, your first one is over four and a half cornerbacks at plus 120. Where Did you find that one, DraftKings? I think, yeah, it's on DraftKings. Okay. I, I like Fandle that kinda, one. Yeah, Fandle, it looks like, took down uh, a they lot of their markets. Lot. But yeah, I think, yeah. you know, from my perspective, uh, we didn't really see cornerbacks uh, hit all that highly uh, mm-hmm. in free agency, right? Like, obviously, outside, the, you know, the J.C. Jackson's deal, uh, it was kind of quiet market. And I do think that uh, we've seen teams gravitate towards selecting some of these guys, even in the back half of the first round. We saw five cornerbacks go last year. Uh, I do think given, uh, you know, the versatility that we need, especially on the defensive side of the football, uh, given more too high looks, we're going to see uh, a lot of cornerbacks drafted in that range. And I do think if, you know, if you expect a mod, you know, sauce Gardner to uh, go under seven and a half uh, selection, then I think we're going to probably see, five cornerbacks go here pretty mm-hmm. easily. And we have, you know, uh, according to Mike Renner's, you know, PFF big board, we have five in the top 30. So mm-hmm. uh, I do think if we see one more of those, you know, workout warriors like Tariq Wilson or somebody maybe slipping in the first round as well, uh, this is going to be a pretty easy over at a plus price in my opinion. So I like, yeah. Cause he has Stingley McDuffie Gardner. Um, and then you've got Andrew Booth, Booth from Clemson yep. and then, uh, Kair Elam. So he's, yeah. he's, he's kind of the one that, you know, I'm watching, right? Like uh, okay. he has been, you know, marked in some of these markets already has been, you know, not necessarily priced really well in the cornerback first overall selection market, but uh, he's the guy that I really need to see go, you know, upwards of like pick 28, 29 in order for mm-hmm. this one to go over. But I think he is the key and I'm, you know, a big fan of him. He's uh, kind of regressed, I would say significantly throughout his, you know, uh, college career, uh, 87.8, uh, season grade in 2019 and then dropped all the way to 20 in 2021 to like a 61.8 PFF grade. So mm-hmm. hasn't performed well recently, kind of similar to Derek Stingley, uh, not a lot of great tape relatively recently, but I do think that uh, the talent has flash at certain points. He can definitely be, you know, a shutdown corner. So I see, expect him to go in the first round. If he does, uh, I think we're going to see five, five quarterbacks go. So I like that, I'd like that one. But. And he's got, you know, McCreary's up there. Same with yep. um, Jalen from uh, Baylor and stuff like Jaylen that. So Petrie, are you, yep. I know that'll be good. So with this, with this prop that you like, do you like any of the first quarterback selected props? I'm looking at FanDuel right now. Ahmad is the favorite at minus 350, but then you have guys like Derek Stingley going at plus 250, Trent McDuffie. Do any of those guys kind of put any, are you putting any, sauce on those and you're, you know, not, I had not a ton, I guess. I do think it makes a lot of sense for sauce Gardner to be the guy. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, people have obviously made the case for Derek Stingley. It just seems like he's kind of trending down and we kind of have him, uh, pretty highly 
even on that map, you know, even on that big board right now, like third overall, but mm-hmm. it seems like the rest of the market pretty low on him. So if I was going to take a stab on anybody, I would probably go with Trent McDuffie, but uh, I definitely think this is Gardner's uh, spot to lose. And so I like, you know, minus 400 price right now. Uh, I'm, I'm probably just laying off at looking at other opportunities, yeah. I would say. He's done, um, he's had a really good media tour recently too, right, where I think right. his stock has really hit him with Richard. If you, if you guys haven't listened to it, the Richard Sherman podcast, um, from PFF, he had uh, sauce on there and it was such a good, it was such a good interview and fun to listen to. And I think kind of how Aiden has done, um, Aiden had a great, had a great combine and now his media tour, I, he's doing, you know, you guys can subscribe to Hutch. And that's coming out in April, but they've just, they've really elevated their draft stock. I think just from, just from going around and doing that kind of stuff. And that's how you've seen the market kind of shift towards them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I agree what I said. I do think there are a lot of, you know, highly talented defensive players, especially. So Mm -hmm. uh, we have seen like the over, over defensive players selected in the first round number move from 14 and a half early on up to 15 and a half. I do still think uh, it's probably going to be more defensive players than offensive players selected. So I like the over 15 and a half a lot in that. Okay. I just think there's more game breaking talent on that side of the football in this particular draft, especially at the top. So uh, I think we're going to see some of these guys overdrafted. Uh, and I do think they're kind of correlated to, you know, the cornerbacks going over defensive players going over those sorts of things. So uh, I kind of like those two, uh, you know, getting those opportunities together, I would say. Those, yeah, those two you said are your favorites because the over 15 and a half, you can find, you, you shop around obviously, but minus 125 is really good for that. Yep, definitely. I would agree. And, I, and it continues to move out uh, as well. I do think if you're looking at, you know, like our mock draft simulator, uh, grinding the mocks is another website we have seen, uh, you know, the, the trend has been some of these defensive players rise quite a bit. I think given uh, the state of defensive schemes in general, they're obviously looking for an influx of versatile players. And I do think that the draft definitely offers that. So over 15 and a half defensive players, I think was, is my second favorite draft prop bet uh, only to the over 4.5 quarterbacks at plus 120 plus 125. So do you think, because just what we've seen in the off season and all the craziness that has happened with the quarterback movement, do you think there will be a little bit of a run on quarterbacks in the first round? I know when I wrote it down before the, the, it was set at over two and a half or yep. three and a half, two and a half to be taken in the first round. And now that's obvious that's skyrocketed and there's not a lot of value there, but do you see teams maybe making a run there, you know, getting a little antsy and saying, oh, you know, we're, we're just going to go for it. Even if we know that that class is not very strong this year. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think teams are more and more starting to understand the value of quarterbacks, especially on rookie deals. So we Mm -hmm. are going to see a few more shots taken. Uh, but this kind of hinges on how high does Malik Willis actually go, right? Like we've mm-hmm. heard discussions of him going to Detroit at two. I think there's maybe some sleepers as well in the top five that do make sense for him to land on. If that happens, uh, I think we're going to go over this, you know, quarterback prop market pretty easily. But if he drifts out of the top 10, which is kind of what people were projecting mm-hmm. uh, before the draft process started, if none of those guys go, then it's going to be really difficult to get over this number. But uh, I think, you know, one or two teams are going to fall in love with him. Like one or two teams could maybe maybe still fall in love with a guy like Matt Corral as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I think from that perspective, I, I don't really want to fade the quarterback market given you know our understanding of the value of the position. Uh, I just expect there to be some sort of run on it at some point. So yeah, I, I, I'm probably lean in that direction quite a bit. But I do think you know Malik Willis. Uh, and his offering, Kenny Pickett, and what team he goes to, uh, I do. I am kind of intrigued by both those markets as well. Because people teams get desperate, the Seattle Seahawks might get a little. I think they're desperate. Little, they're more than desperate. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. what what teams? You know, this is off the top of our heads, but what teams still really need quarterbacks? 
Carolina Panthers. Carolina. I mean, Pittsburgh, um, depending on what you think of Mitchell Trubisky and then yeah. Seattle. At, the, you know, so the Lions, the yeah, Lions though, have, been a, have been an interesting thing where people are saying that maybe they go for that pretty early on. Right. So, and that's, and that is the spot. I would definitely yeah. agree with you. Um, and, but the, the one that I'm kind of, and maybe I'm like kind of blowing smoke, maybe I'm buying into, uh, you know, Eric's narrative of uh, the Houston Texans being this like Christian cult figure or something like that. But I also think, you know, Malik Willis going to Houston, given the fact that he went to Liberty, given, you know, all the, yeah. all the times that we know at that school uh, and everything else, I do think that uh, Houston could easily fall in love with Malik Willis at quarter, uh, you know, at number three overall as well. So uh, I'm looking at, you know, like his market on DraftKings to be selected by the Houston Texans plus 1600 is plus 1200 on FanDuel. Uh, that's the one that like a little bit of a long shot, uh, I think makes a lot of sense given, you know, the current state of that roster as well, because they need, you know, everything uh, basically uh, in order to kind of, you know, turn over that boat. So uh, that's, that's maybe my favorite long shot play on um, Malik Willis, given that I think Detroit probably there just isn't a ton of value there with him going number two overall, given how much has basically been discussed already. So yeah, I, that's a good, I'm going to, I'm locking that in after we're done here. You didn't tell me that one. That's a good one. I didn't, I I guess I didn't put those I didn't put those connections together, I guess. That's, so I mean, if you if you believe that the Houston Texans are a, a Christian cult, which has, you know, <laughs> been been talked about, I know Eric Eager is definitely on that, you know, on that war path. And I think them drafting Malik Willis all out of liberty just makes too much sense at this point. So yeah. plus 1600, I'm riding the narrative a little bit. Ride as well, the narrative. Because so, right? then the Pittsburgh Steelers need one and the Seattle Seahawks, God right? only knows what they're God only knows what right? they're gonna do. Did you Pete Carroll Pete Carroll yesterday is like, oh, we intend for DK Metcalf to right. uh, be a part of the team. I'm like, okay, he's gone. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing you said with <laughs> Russell Wilson. Famous. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, tonight, thanks. So. Thanks DK. It's been, it's been really nice packing on up. Yeah. I will. Nice. I will say, I, I know, I know it sucks to be a Seattle Seahawks fan right now, but I'd much rather uh, be the team blowing it up and going like, you know, three and 14 or whatever than being the Minnesota Vikings and not trading away Kirk Cousins or something. So at least I can give you some uh, props for being the team that's willing to bottom out. Cause a lot of teams aren't willing to do that. So, but, but they're, but they're not admitting to it, right? <laughs> they're not, I, that like, is true. Let's they, admit, right, like they right, don't want right. to say the the rebuild word, like the, the rebuild word right. is not in his vocabulary. I was talking to someone about this the other day. It reminds me of the Denver Broncos when John Elway didn't want to admit he was rebuilding. And then they went on for seven or eight quarterbacks in that time span. And they, right. they had the worst record that they've had in five years. And John Elway's out the door. And then they say, yeah, we got to, we got to get this thing moving. So I don't, I don't know. Being Minnesota fan is pretty rough, but at least, you know, yeah, just admit, just admit you're doing it. Right. And right. then Pete, I don't know what they're doing with Pete, but if you are rebuilding to me, I just, bl- just blow it all up. Right. Right. And just, just do it. But just that's do just it. Just <laughs> go. Just yeah. Just take rip the bandit off, basically. Oh, God, every day we're looking so. forward to the Seattle Mariners season, everyone. Right. Uh, right. This is this twins. is the year. The twins apparently are siding some no. people as well. So no. I don't know. They no, made, they made the Carlos Correa splash. Got some pitching, everything else. So I no. might be a might be an MLB fan here before we know it as well. You should be, but Friday you should. Root. I'm telling everyone right now. I already put money down on it. This is the right. year for the Mariners. All right. I, I'm just gonna. They have the longest. <laughs> playoff drought of any professional American sport, any professional sport in, in, in the U S that is sickening. 2001 was the last time they made the playoffs and they haven't, they have never made it to a world series. Well, I'm not saying they're making it to the world series, Ben, I'm letting you know right now. And I'm stating a fact 
here, playoffs. whatever day it is, March 30th, it, this is the year they make the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to actually lock in some because I do, I don't mind sprinkling a few bets on like MLB futures. So then I like don't have to follow it and don't feel like inclined whatsoever to bet on anything. Because at least if I ever do sit down and watch an MLB game, I have like a rooting interest in my futures exactly. bets. So I'm going to sprinkle some on Seattle, probably sprinkle some yes. on Minnesota. Uh, and if any and if any listeners have any other advice for teams that I should sprinkle it on, get at my DMs because I'm I'm open here to degen a little bit on some MLB futures. So. I need to get better at maybe maybe we'll just any anyone who's good at sports betting like baseball too, just just send right. send send some stuff our way. Some sweats. Some sweats. Some sweat. yeah. We're we're with you. We're with you right. every day. Right. I mean, we've got I've got the Cincinnati Reds here, which is talk about awful. So right. I've got nothing going on here. But I'm telling you, Seattle Mariners. Just, All right. I'm just letting you know. I'm just heard it you here know. first. You heard it here first. Any other NFL draft props before I, we? Uh, I don't go think so. I, I'm going to have an article tomorrow. I haven't done like the full scope uh, yet of everything. I have basically kind of gone through the markets, but uh, I do think that probably one or two other ones pops. So make sure you check out, you know, PFF betting. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, draft props article coming up here on Friday afternoon. So. And you've got one already on the site for we got AFC, one. We AFC got the AFC team win totals. totals. Yep. And there's that's you know, always those, a fun day when those come out. Right. It's it's glorious, right? So it came out yeah, last week a little bit. Haven't mm-hmm. seen a ton of, you know, ton of movement basically in any one direction or anything. Uh, some teams obviously missing like the Cleveland Browns given, you know, the Watson mm-hmm. suspension information. So that has some impact on the win totals and to make the playoffs. But uh, I think overall from a macro perspective, if you're if you're betting on these teams, AFC especially. Bet some teams to not make the playoffs because I think there is just a ton of value overall in that market. Uh, some team total unders as well make a lot of sense given the current state of that conference. And I think that, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely some value if you want to tie up uh, money for any long-term time. But there's, you know, there's, there's credit outs and other things as well. You can take advantage of some of these futures markets and not commit the, you know, cash loss that you would get locking them in at, you know, other books, I would say. So nice. Do you want to, we can just go down, we can go down the line yep. right now and we can start with the AFC North. So Bengals are at 10 straight up uh, Ravens, nine and a half Steelers, seven and a half. And like you said, uh, the Browns, yeah, that is just probably going to be a while before you get one of those. So you can lock these ones in because of the Deshaun Watson stuff and if he's going to be suspended and for how long. So any of these ones stick out to you. I know, I know I'm going to guess that you like maybe a Bengals, under here yeah i think it's maybe? it's obviously really popular i think they're going to be like the most popular fade of any team uh you know coming up in the 2022 season mm-hmm. but uh under plus 110 price uh at their 10 game win total we see a high number uh, of scenarios where they actually finish on 10 wins uh right around like 17.7 percent of the time but uh outside of that it's all on the under their team that uh, you know, greatly exceeded expectations, but could easily regress in a number of different spots here in 2022. So playing there under, uh, if you buy into Baltimore being, uh, you know, at least, at least, uh, you know, at least uh, in a spot to actually compete in the AFC North this year, I don't think they were, were really there in 2021 because of the injury situation. Uh, but I think they're going to be back. Uh, Cleveland's obviously going to be a lot better. And then, you know, the AFC as a whole is obviously going to be a lot better. So mm-hmm. Bengals, I think, you know, are very popular as a team to regress, but uh, I think if you're buying into that, then the under 10 win total makes the most sense in how to approach that. I would say. So. Is it, is it bad to say the under on the Steelers too is looking? Yeah, little, I think, I don't know because it's, yeah. you know, I don't know. We talk about a lot, how the AFC North and I love, I love the Steelers as a team. And I love Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's streak though may come to an end this right. year that, that this might be the year that it, it, it just doesn't happen. But seven and a half seems like a, such an odd number to be at that. I just don't know if I, I feel comfortable either way there. 
Yeah, so our simulation actually liked them to the over probably slightly a little bit. I think we had okay. right around like a, maybe a 2% edge, uh, a little bit less. So it wasn't actually something that I bet. But um, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know. They're tough. They're a tough team to evaluate. Obviously, really difficult division, everything else. But I don't think they're done with Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. So I think we're going to see them draft okay. somebody, whether that's Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, if they end up trading up. But uh, I think given that, like they're a really talented team still, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, outside Absolutely. of the quarterback position. Obviously, really good defensively. Uh, still have playmakers at the wide receiver position, even though they lost Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Pratt Freermuth, I think, is like a really good young tight end that could definitely take a step forward as well. So, uh, yeah, I think you know, if I, if I was playing the Steelers, it's it's never been a popular thing to say at PFF, but I would actually probably take their over seven point five uh, yeah. if I was betting it for sure. So. <laughs> it's never been a popular thing. Never to say been it. a popular thing for whatever Maybe reason that is. Right, I don't know right. why, but yeah. But they got rid of. I, 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 mean, I would say they got rid of our biggest complaint, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and so, you know, maybe you now's the time to buy into You can't do right. worse than Big Ben, right. realistically. Not, not in 2021, that's for sure. So. Not in 2021. All right. But the ones that we will say that you and I are probably definitely going to bet is that Bengals under 10. Yeah. Under 10 and we, wins. Yeah. And our simulation likes the under for the Ravens as well. It's not one that I love. I did actually comment on it a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, I think they're kind of becoming a little bit of a trendy team. I know, you know, now we're seeing some, you know, the bigger time analysts saying, oh, no one's talking about the Ravens, which means kind of everyone is starting to talk about them. But I think, you know, the injury situation last year, not to talk about it too much, but uh, that played a significant role in how poorly they actually performed. Uh, And I think that a lot of people are kind of buying into that. So I would maybe uh, lean towards their under, but I also think uh, playing them as like an AFC North division winner makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense as well. So uh, probably, I'd probably lean more towards taking them at, you know, plus 225 plus 250 price on the AFC North money, uh, AFC North mm-hmm. division winner, as opposed to anything on their win total, I would say from my perspective. We've been talking so. about them for weeks. So right. now people are just starting to get on board now right. because we, we locked those in a while ago. So I, <laughs> I like those ones. So let's go AFC East, um, bills, 11 and a half Patriots, eight and a half dolphins, eight and a half jets at five. So <laughs> you're shaking your head already. The Bills are favored to win the most games, obviously, uh, next year. With They just have slightly better odds uh, than Tampa Bay, right? Which right. to me, isn't it isn't a surprise there because the Bills over at 11 and a half to me seems pretty good for them to go 12 and five doesn't feel like like a reach there at all. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, that's, that's kind of where our simulation lies. Obviously, the juice minus 135 price I'm seeing uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook at 11 and a half. Uh, doesn't quite, you know, factor in all of our simulations. I think we have them going at 12 or more wins, like 54% of the time. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit short, but that's definitely uh, the direction that we lean. So if you can find like a rogue 11 or anything like that on Buffalo or one where, you know, their, their, their juice is more like minus 110, uh, I would say go for it on over 11.5 because mm-hmm. they are clearly, clearly the class of the NFL, I would say right now, they especially are. from a betting perspective. But I think uh, it's, it's, it's justified given the current state of the roster, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, Von, the addition of Von Miller, Von Miller, right. obviously, One, and then they play, who do they, they play the AFC East this season, I believe. And that's like non-competitive, that's super non-competitive there too. So it's just, yeah, like, I'd have to look at their business. I'd have to look at their schedule lineup. I think I can't remember exactly what it is. I did actually go through the schedule, like last week but now i'm blinking on who the AFC i think i think I'm, right. I'm just gonna throw it out there i think so, i'm right but, so yeah. but but i agree what what they added there please tell me you're betting the jets 
Just give give me yeah. something. Oh, or the yeah. Dolphins. That's, or that's the one Dolphins. of my favorite one. I do like the Jets over 5.5 yes. uh, quite a bit, actually. That's probably like my one favorite over uh, win total bet. But uh, yeah, like they have a relatively easy schedule looking at it from, you know, an AS- AFC perspective. Like a lot of people are trying to buy into uh, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence kind of making this uh, significant jump in year two of his, you know, obviously with the the free agent acquisitions that they made. But I, I think the Jets were a lot more, sm- lot smarter from, you know, a financial standpoint, made a lot of pretty decent uh, signings and free agency. And I think that they're a team that can definitely uh, exceed expectations. So uh, I like the over five and a half quite a bit. That's, I think, I think we might be Jets fans here we are Jets uh, coming fans. up in 2022, right? And so. you got to tell me when I'm wrong, because now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, we're talking about the AFC East. So of right. course they play the AFC East. You just got to tell yeah, me. You confuse me. Sick. You confuse me. Like, so I was like, I can't remember who they, who they play this. Year. You just got to tell me like, yeah, I got to look at it. the AFC East because it is, we're talking about the, it is the AFC, AFC East. East right? so. Ben, just tell me just be like hey re- like get it together here but That's no okay. I we're sick i know what happens everything. oh man you just but now, you got me. Me lo- now you got me looking it up i, I do want to know who they play this. though so the jets have i think they play the afc north and i think yeah. they play the nfc north is what it is okay uh for the afc so they play the nfc north and the afc north, north i want to say okay um you mean just they looking play at the it AFC really quickly east? here Are you sure I mean, they definitely do. Um, but yeah, they, they have like, they have some of those winnable games, I would say, at home, right? So they're going to have the mm-hmm. Bears at home. They're going to have Detroit at home. I do think that okay. if they, you know, they need to win those games, they're obviously going to have Jacksonville uh, at home as well. So those are three very winnable games at home if they can squeeze one out from like, you know, a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Seattle, who they have on the road uh, as well because of, you know, where they finish at in their division uh that's that's five right there and then they just need one more i would say so uh, one upset jets fans all the way yeah i see it i see it so we got chicago's a win detroit's a win jacksonville's a win denver's a win seattle's a win that's five right there if they can beat pittsburgh if they can beat a team like miami either at home or on the road um that's it that's that's all we need right because they won four games last year correct yep yeah. They won four games. And honestly, like their, their off season has been their free agency period. They've had a good free agency period too. So I do, I do see it there. See, we're dying. I do see it there. I like it. I like, I'm taking the over with you there, especially at the, uh, I, I like it at the price that it's at. I, I like it a lot. Right. I mean, it's, it's never going to feel good uh, betting the jets, but I do think getting <laughs> yeah. in front of it, uh, I, I think is going to be uh, the correct step here in 2022. So we're Jets yeah. fans. What can we're we Jets say? Fans. Hop we're out of early. So. <laughs> AFC South and the AFC South is playing the AFC South this year. So I'll let you know that right away. The Titans are at nine and a half. <laughs> the Colts are at nine and a half. Jaguars, six and a half. And then the Texans at four and a half. Any one of these ones jump out at you right away? No, you're shaking your head. Not really. No, this is going to be an ugly division. I do think that, and and this was actually a spot that we were, I think we nailed pretty, uh, pretty well, but we were kind of on the Matt Ryan to the Colts uh, bandwagon early and often. So Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, bet a little bit of the Colts uh, on the division future as well. It's obviously moved in their direction uh, quite a bit. Um, so I, I, I still think that, you know, it's a really good fit from a Colts perspective. So mm-hmm. uh, they would be the team that I would probably take on the over uh, and, and, and fade the Titans. I just, I, I, I they've obviously done <laughs> it before. Forever. I know this is, this has been like a two year ordeal or something <laughs> like that, but uh, you know, the, the Julio Jones situation obviously didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It's back to 
you know, AJ Brown, Derek Henry, and Ryan Tannehill. And that's just not uh, a core offensive unit with basically nobody else that I'm excited to get excited to buy into. So uh, yeah, fading the Titans, riding with the Colts. That's that's how it's I'm surprised go you're not saying. I know six and a half is high for the Jags, but at right. plus, I think I, it was at a plus price when they came out. It could have changed, so make sure to shop there. But I think when it came out, it was like plus 100. Right, and you have to think at least a little bit that like the Urban Meyer experience is over. Thank God. Right. And then right. that you know it, it's which was the right call. And then they have uh, Peterson which is an upgrade. And then you think that they can get more. You would, you're going to hope that they can get more out of Trevor Lawrence too. So, but I get it. Six and a half is high. Yeah. I I like the the, plus price there. Right. And they have the number one overall pick, you know, they have 33rd overall, which is basically another Mm -hmm. first round pick. So a lot of draft capital, but I, I think we talked about it like three or four weeks ago. And I said, you know, the Jaguars are obviously the most intriguing team in free agency. I do think if they Mm -hmm. do some things that make sense, uh, they're definitely a team that, uh, I could buy into and then and then we went into free agency and they really didn't do too many of those moves and kind of spent uh, almost frivolously on positions that I would have rather had them see bring back guys at as opposed to send, spending a bunch of money on Christian Kirk or something like that mm-hmm. but uh, so those are the, kind of the reasons why uh, they're probably they're definitely not a fade for me given their low price but uh, I'm not buying into them as much as other as other people and analysts probably are I do think they're mm-hmm. kind of becoming a little bit trendy uh, to be the, the Bengals of the 2022 season or something. I just don't it's a trendy pick. Happen. Sometimes so, sometimes you got to go with the trends. Sometimes. But here we are. Here we are. Here I mean, are. 2022, the Jaguars are uh, a trendy pick, I guess. that's It's cool that's to be exciting, a Jaguars fan right, right now. Right, it's cool right. to be a Jags fan. I don't right. know. I thrifted, so, like, when I was gone, I like ha- found this, like, Jaguars, like, pullover. And I was like, okay. oh, absolutely. Right. <laughs> there was no go. question. There was no question. You and I shop at the same places. I love to love to hear. Yeah, I pretty much. Yeah, we don't put. I don't. I don't put much effort into it. So um, that's that. That's this is this shirt I'm wearing right now. Actually, Eric Eager sent me. So uh, that's that's basically how the extent of my shop. Is it a team? Is it a weird saying? Is it a math? It's like a king of. It's like a gambling thing, of course, course. or something like that. So local casino that we occasionally go to uh, had had a had like a uh, like a collaboration. Uh, with oh. this local, you know, uh, clothing line or something. So he got me a shirt and a hat from it. And of course, wear it all the time to, to, of to show my degeneracy in all aspects of <laughs> To life. say, this this is my hobby. This is my right? life. It's this not even not, a hobby this, Yeah, this is my <laughs> this life. This is my job. <laughs> my job, my hobby, I eat, sleep, breathe. Oh, all I can think about man. when I'm dreaming is like odd screens and everything else. Oh so my it's, gosh. Um, fully was, taken over every part I've, of my life for sure. I've so. thought of you. <laughs> I've thought of you this one night because I was in, you know, I was on the, I was on the West Coast for a little bit and i was in arizona and it's you know get sports gambling everything they're getting all into it and i was at this uh sports book in in this really nice casino and i actually had to take a step back and like reevaluate my life because i was with i was with these spring training guys um you know beat writers who are just also complete degenerates i mean right. that that job in and of itself probably drives you to do a lot of things and sports gambling is probably one of them yes and we were sweating out it was horrible. We each, we each picked a game and we were sweating out this nine leg parlay that, okay. that did at one point, it, it, it did good. at one point become real to us when we hit like the set, the sixth or seventh leg hit. And it, yeah. that was one of the longest, oh. our longest odds. And I, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, you know what? this is why we do this. And I was pumping myself up. I was like, this is why we play. And then all of a sudden, you know, our lives 
end and you know nothing happens and right, i was right. reevaluating my life i was like what am i doing here it's like 11 45 i'm sweating out some stupid game i was hilarious yeah was that's fantastic. the that's the most enjoyable game i would say you know to play at a casino if you're just or sports book if you're just going to have fun right it's like you know get, yeah. get a group of people together everyone pick a leg and just like sweat it out for a couple hours enjoy some free drinks or something like it was, that and, but it was know. horrible because you really yeah. do reevaluate your life there you're like what am i doing i'm watching some like weird college that i've never heard about oh it was it was fantastic. Right, right. We'll wrap it up though with the, I just need to know your AFC West, which is, you know, a very interesting division to bet on, but everyone, the chiefs, uh, what are the chiefs at? Chiefs are at 11 Broncos at 10 chargers at 10 Raiders at eight. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> this has been a weird one because, uh, we obviously like the chargers quite a bit at like plus 450 plus mm-hmm. 425 plus 400. I do think their free agency moves, uh, made a ton of sense uh, as well. Um, but, you know, they've gotten really short. I do think that Denver was definitely overvalued uh, mm-hmm. early on with the Russell Wilson situation. So uh, taking a pause, I do think that, um, you know, our our simulation actually was lower on Kansas City than what I was expecting as well. I think they were the team that I would probably have bought into uh, from a division perspective before we ran, before we ran the simulation. But uh, given the Tyreek Hill uh, situation given how they've drafted at the lat, you know, the the last half of the first round in recent seasons, them not hitting on those picks this year uh, could be kind of catastrophic to their championship window. So I'm taking more of like a wait and see approach. If I was buying into anybody, uh, I think it's still got to be the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just given what we've seen with Justin Herbert and given, you know, what we expect from Brandon Staley, uh, actually implementing his defense now with the guys that he needs, uh, in those particular positions, if that happens, like they can, they can definitely challenge for, uh, the AFC West crown. And I do think mm-hmm. they could easily go over the win total as well. So, yeah, I like it. I think, I think I'm also leaning and I love, I love Russell Wilson and I'm not doing right. this out of spite, but the Broncos at under 10 wins at plus go. 105. I don't know. It Locking just, it in. seems every, so many things have to go right for them right. in the first year, which it absolutely could happen because they do have Russell Wilson and it's, you know, brand new, but with, you know, Nathaniel Hackett there and a ton of new moving parts going in. Right. I don't know that, that, that plus price for the under there looks, um, I don't know. But it's yeah. not out of spite, I promise. The cotton, the continuity aspect is something that I think is like really undervalued uh, across, you know, sports betting miles and everything else. But we see it at like the offensive line uh, perspective. I know Eric Eager's done a ton of work on that. But given you know the the coordinators, the coaches, and everything mm-hmm. else, the the continuity at the quarterback position, like those things matter going from, you know, year zero to year one to year two. Uh, and given the fact that all of that is brand new in Denver, uh, it's, 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 it's some really high uh, expectations in the mile house, mile high city. So I don't know if I can definitely buy into them either. So I'm with you. I think, you know, spite, whatever it's caught, whatever it's going to be, it's not. Uh, I, I can ride it with you for sure. I so. promise. I, you guys would know. I'd just be like, you know, screw them. They, they should lose everything. And then, then right. they'll go on to win like 11 games and I'll be like, oh, okay. I, my, my heart is shattered. I've definitely made, you know, I've definitely made more spiteful bets before in my life, but I think I can definitely get on board with this one as well. So I'm riding it it with you. Any other ones that any, anything else? I know we're, we're, we've got a lot coming up next week too, Mm -hmm. because then we'll switch everything up and do the same, but um, any parting words, anything, you know, any bets that you're sweating out this week? You gotta let us know something. Not a ton, I guess. I don't know. Eric's been... 
uh, riding pretty hard on some college basketball bets. So I think if you really want to, uh, you know, get it on any of that action, you got to hit up Eric or listen to the forecast and hear him spit some of that gold. Cause he is, he's been hot in the college basketball Has bets. He? And I don't know exactly what he's been. I don't know exactly how he's been pulling it off, but it's been working. I would say that's there for we sure. Go. So there we go. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us yet again. We will be back next week uh, with some more draft props and same with the win totals. Thank you so much for listening.